you're interested in leadership and you want to lead as your most authentic self, this is the podcast for you. This is a show that breaks down the concept that leadership is complicated. Well, I'm going to let you in on a secret. It's not. I believe that it's an exchange of energy between two people. I want to create conversations for emerging and experienced leaders to come together and discover a new way to lead from the inside out. You already have everything that you need to be an exceptional leader. What we will uncover is the power of human connection and understanding how we are hardwired to seek out a true sense of belonging. So come join me. Let's create a community of leaders that are ready to challenge the status quo and who value human connections more than bottom lines. Hi everyone, it's Michelle. Welcome back to another episode of Lead From Within. I hope you're all doing well. This is always my favorite time of the week. The house gets quiet and I get to just sit at my desk and have a little chat with my podcast friends with a cup of tea. I wanted to talk a little bit about taking inspired action because I think that this is an area that's really difficult for leaders. Whether you're an emerging leader or you're an experienced leader, I I think that sometimes we can get stuck in the grind of, of all the things that we have to do every day and we don't always focus enough on taking action that actually will move us from A to B as opposed to kind of just feeling like we're we're doing things and we're spinning our wheels but we're not really moving the dial forward and and I and by that I also mean like professionally but also personally there's a lot of opportunity for growth as a leader in self-development and learning about who you are and why you think the way you do, what your triggers are, and how you can be the best version of yourself. And I think that when you are taking action, it's a great opportunity to learn a lot about yourself. So I want you to start off by thinking, what is one win that you had this week? And I would love it if you sent me some comments and told me what the win was that you had this week or go visit me on Instagram and leave me some comments about the the win that you had this week. I just I think that sometimes we don't share enough of things that went really well or that we're proud of and when we create a community of people who we can share these wins with I think it's a great thing so go ahead and do that. So really today is talking about taking an inspired action because what you seek is seeking you. We're going to take some time today to talk about what taking action looks like because I believe that when you take action, it creates clarity. When you start moving, things just become more clear. And don't get me wrong, it's not about getting it right. It's about taking action a step just a step and that step is the next right step for you it doesn't matter if it's a baby step it could be a gigantic step but it's the next right step for you the reason i repeated that twice is i believe that It's really easy, no matter where you are in your career development or your leadership development, to compare yourself to other people. It's that imposter syndrome, the comparison. 
it's so hard to get out of that rut when you feel like you're stuck and you don't know what the next right step is. And what I wanted to include in my message today is stop trying to be it. Don't compare yourself to other people. Don't try to be something that you're not. Your energy will change when you become something rather than when you're aspiring to be something. You just need to be clear on what feels right for you so that you can get out of that cycle of feeling stuck. I said it already, action creates clarity. It's not about being perfect or thinking that there's a wrong and a right. It's more about moving the energy in a direction so that you can start to create some movement. So how do you do that? Well, show up as yourself. Be authentic. This is one of the key traits of a leadership that we talked about that builds trust, that encourages people to feel that they know you, that they like you, that they trust you, and that they want to follow you. Your interactions are all just an exchange of energy. And so I would say is don't let your logical left brain take over when you want to try something new and brave, or if you're not sure if what you think you should do is the right thing, just stop thinking and do it. So I'm going to leave it there. It's a bit of a segue into today's topic around perspective and communication. But the reason I wanted to talk about this before we really get into today's topic was because it's come up for me quite a few times in the last few weeks and I'm seeing people really struggle and I just thought maybe there was a reason why and I wanted to share some of my thoughts on that and I just thought it would be uh, a different way to to start today's episode. So I've told you before I'm a bit of a nerd and I like the science behind things and it's probably why I went into nursing. Let's dive into the science of this a little bit. So from the ages of zero to six, we're in what's called the theta stage. And what happens to us during this time shapes how we view the world and how we develop coping strategies. During this time, we see the world through our own lived experiences. And if you are reacting to something that has happened, it's probably a trigger. And sometimes triggers can come up that we don't even know exist or are there. So if that happens... It's okay. Just take a step back and ask, what is coming up for me and why am I having a reaction? I found the best thing for me is to get that energy moving. Go for a walk, shake it off. So if you find yourself communicating with someone who has a really negative mindset or a perspective that doesn't align with the organizational values, try to shift the conversation to a more positive and productive place rather than trying to get them to confirm that the negative response that they're having is appropriate. And this kind of looks like if someone is trying to push people's buttons, this is typically a learned response. And what we don't want to do in the workplace is reinforce this behavior. So I would just encourage you to consider that if a person is behaving this way, it's quite likely that they are being triggered or have been triggered. And that even though their behavior is less than stellar and can be viewed as very manipulative and destructive or even bullying, and we don't want to condone that, 
We also want to be able to create a container where we show up with some humility and empathy and compassion for that person and try to have them understand that this is not acceptable behavior. However, we're going to continue the conversation and try to not show judgment or try to engage in a conversation that makes that person feel like they're wrong and you're right and the only path forward is for them to agree with you. At the end of conversations like this, I typically have started a practice for the last couple of years and I find it really works for me. And what I do is I will take notes about how I responded to different parts of the conversation and the root of the ones where I didn't feel great about my response or where it didn't align with my values. And then once I've done this, I just try to let it go and not hang on to it or beat myself up about not maybe responding in the best way in the moment. Because I know that by doing that, it allows me to be more self-aware and develop a higher level of emotional intelligence. This exercise also gives me the opportunity to go back and look at multiple conversations to see if the same things are coming up. Sometimes you don't see that you're being triggered or you react a certain way to people until you go back and you look at, you know, maybe two or three conversations where you took notes and then all of a sudden you start to see patterns developing and that really gives you the runway to start looking at that and asking yourself why. Why is this coming up for me this way? Why do I have this reaction? The other thing I try to do is go back and try to recall how I felt when I was having that conversation. What was my body telling me? Was it tense? Was I clutching my fist? Was I clenching my jaw? Were my shoulders up in my ears? Was I sitting up really straight? Was I slouching? You know, did I feel like a headache was coming on? Did I have a knot in the pit of my stomach? Sometimes it's great to really get curious and try to figure out why that was happening. Why did I feel anxious? Why did I feel so nervous? And the reason I think it's important for us to sit in our feelings is because every thought we think and every action we take has an impact on the world around us and the people that we choose to engage with. When you give yourself the opportunity to replay a negative conversation and do a deeper dive into why certain things came up for you, it allows you to change the narrative in your mind so that when you have another conversation that's similar in the future, you are holding less negativity towards that and you will not find that those emotions will be as triggering for you. And we talked about this before. It's because sometimes we, what we believe is true. And just because you believe something doesn't mean it's true. The hard part is rewiring those thoughts that we've often had for many, many years that are created in that theta stage I just talked about that really build the world around us and our lived experiences. And we have to relearn how to view the world in a different way. And so the last suggestion that I would have for you if you are in a difficult situation or conversation with someone or a group of people is to try to be quiet and take a long pause before you speak. The goal here is to try to get your feelings that you're having to a place of neutrality. 
where you're not putting labels on the way that you're feeling from past experience. So what I mean by this is that if you're in a conversation with someone who's making you feel scared, you may assume that they are trying to make you scared because you have had an interaction with another person in the past who intentionally would do things to you and laugh and think it was funny. During this difficult conversation, you're going to be replaying the thought that this person is intentionally trying to do this because they think it's funny. And how cruel is that? And you're going to start to create this narrative when in fact, that might not be the case at all. This person might not even be aware that the words and the way that they are behaving is making you feel that way. So when you're able to not attach a story to the feelings that you're having from past experience, it allows you to work through those feelings much easier and quicker. I'm going to share an exercise that I was honored to be a part of when I was working with a group of First Nations community members a few years ago. And this exercise was led by a elder and knowledge keeper who was trying to teach us about perspective and understanding that each of our lived experiences up until that point shaped our perspective. And that when you assume somebody else's perspective without asking a lot of inquisitive questions, that's where you can get into communication deficits, not just in the workplace, but you know, in our personal lives as well. So what she had us do was she brought her drum and she put her drum in the middle of a table and we were all sitting in a circle around the drum. And then she also placed a feather on the table. And what she asked us to do very simply was, I want you to write down everything that you can see. And she said, don't just write down that you can see a feather and a drum. She said, I want you to be very specific with, with what you can see. Can you only see a certain part of the feather? What parts of the feather can you see? What colors do you see? What textures do they look like? What aspects of the drum are you looking at? she gave us about 10 minutes and then what we did was we all went around the circle and we shared and it was so shocking to me because when I was looking at the drum and the feather from my perspective one of my colleagues who was only two people over to my right saw a completely different part of the drum and the feather that I was not able to see and she described that And it amazed me that she was sitting so close to me and was able to have a completely different perspective on these two objects and saw things completely different than I did and yet was sitting so close to me. So it's just an easy exercise that you can do as a group um, to help people understand a little bit better about the importance of understanding lived experience and the perspectives that people bring to the workplace and how we can have conversations where we don't always have to agree. However, we do need to show up with respect and humility and come to a conversation seeking to learn and understand perspectives that are different than our own.
Okay, so let's wrap things up for today. I'm going to give you a couple of questions that I would like you to reflect on. You can journal on them as I've suggested in the past or really just think about them or bring them to your workplace and maybe ask people these questions. This might be a really great team building exercise. I'll include them in the show notes. So we started with taking inspired action because action creates clarity. So I want to end on that positive note today. Here is some ideas for some intention setting for you. Part of taking inspired action to create clarity is setting an intention. So I'm going to give you a few prompts that you can use, and I hope that you find them helpful. I would like to try, and then you can fill in the blank. I would like to experience. I would like to create. I want to be. And the last one is today I commit to. I'd love to hear some of your responses. Again, leave me a comment or go over to my Instagram and leave me a comment there. I just think it would be so great to hear what people are journaling on or reflecting on. I'm going to leave you today with some thoughts from Adam Grant. And if you don't know who Adam Grant is, he is an organizational psychologist. He is the author of five books and he also has a podcast. And he's brilliant and I quite enjoy him. So so if you're looking to learn a little bit more or emotional intelligence and perception is of interest to you, go over and listen to his podcast. So what Adam says is that you don't need to build confidence to achieve a challenging goal. Achieving a challenging goal is what actually builds confidence. That was a bit of a mic drop for me. So if you need to, you can rewind it, but I'll make it easy on you and I'll repeat it. You don't need to build confidence to achieve a challenging goal. Achieving a challenging goal is what builds confidence. What he says is that when you change your behavior, then your beliefs will continue to refigure themselves, not the other way around. I'm going to leave it there today. It's a bit of a shorter episode. I hope that you enjoyed the time that we had together. I certainly always enjoy showing up and and putting these episodes out into the world. And I will chat with you soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Lead From Within podcast. For more information on leadership, employee engagement, and self-care, you can follow me on Instagram, Curis Consulting. Curis is spelt C-U-R-I-S. So that's Curis underscore consulting. Click on the link tree link at the top of my bio for a free discovery call with me and to get some free downloads. You can also join the Lead From Within Facebook group or you can visit my website at www.curisconsulting.ca. If you feel inspired to, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment. Your support is greatly appreciated. Thanks again for tuning in and see you in the next episode.